In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, but we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We're all the way up to album 34, Inner Visions by Stevie Wonder. All right, guys. So I'll tell you what. We have talked about the song of the summer, and I have decided that the only thing we can do is I've got to give you a live version of what I feel is going to be the probably the greatest song of all time and see if you can tell what it was inspired by. Are you guys ready for this? Let's live version? Live. Let's do it live. Yeah, unless unless wow. it's unless it's really, really bad, and then it's going to get edited <laughs> in as the pre-recorded version <laughs> or post-recorded version in this case because I did not do it today. Oh, yeah. Laziness. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. This is so uncomfortable watching him do it live. Got no, it's not. Groove. This is fun. We started texting. Then we made a podcast. Yes. We all said, yeah, we can crank them all out so fast. Do oh, it. yeah. We it. told everyone, our family and our friends. But now it seems that this podcast will never end. Turns <laughs> out it's actually tough. Most of our episodes suck. This podcast is shit. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Wait, what? We thought by now our download numbers would be soaring. <laughs> Turns out it's hard when your podcast super boring. <laughs> Turns out it's more than chatting with your friends. And Rob's the only one who edits and posts to Instagram. Turns out it's actually tough. Most our podcasts suck. This podcast it's getting shitty. shitty. Yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. have the greatest yeah. podcast of all time. But you're just too like lazy that. to look it up online. Shitty. If you want to hear four guys who chat and then they get off track. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Jack. Beck did it better. I think we all have plenty of ideas for Rob to post on Instagram. He, he just is the one who has to do it then. I a, do not want to do man. it. Every every time we text Rob, he just texts right over us. So. Yeah. <laughs> Rob's responses are shit. I want to hear, did anybody actually hear about this podcast via our Instagram account? I cannot imagine it works like that because... I, I see all the other podcast Instagram things that they post. I just scroll right by. I don't even bother looking. I don't care. It could be a podcast Instagram post that says, Robert blank. My last name. <laughs> this podcast is for you. You should listen to it. It's going to help you get better life. And I'd be like, no. Nope. Yeah. You know what? I just don't have time. Do you guys ever do that when people suggest podcasts to you where you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm definitely going to listen to that. And you know, you're just never, ever, ever going to listen my to move it. Right? Is, my move is I'm big on I take a notepad and I write stuff down to make people think I'm taking things seriously. So <laughs> oh, anytime boy. I get a book recommendation, a podcast recommendation, a TV show, I grab a notepad and write it down because I'm like, well, man, he wouldn't write it down if he wasn't going to listen to it. And then I just rip that shit out and toss it away when they're not around. That, sh- that shit makes me laugh so hard that you'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> They look in your garbage can. There's like a hundred rolled up things of notebook paper in the garbage can. It says like Yellowstone on it. No offense, man. Uh, all right. Listen, I've got three guys here who have kept texting me all week telling me about the Oral Roberts basketball team. I don't know what that's about, but they seem really interested in it. What? The joke is right there. It's, it's blow Bob I've got sure. Matt in Minneapolis. By the way, that's not going to be dated when it's this comes out joke. in like four weeks. I've got it. Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? 
Just great, Rob. Just great. Love these questions that we've uh, starting out the podcast with. This is great. Um, Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I got Russ in Minnesota. Russ, how are you doing? Guys, I'm a man with a plan. Whenever my online dates are disasters, I've got counterfeit dollars in my hand. <laughs> I'm Mr. Know-it-all. Yeah. <laughs> I got Aaron out in California. Aaron on the West Coast. How you doing, Aaron? Hello, Jesus children. I'm excited to be here on Back to the Better where the shorts are short, but Lord, the legs are sturdy. <laughs> and I'm Rob. I'm in New York City, bit. and I definitely didn't flub the opening of note of that song by any means. Okay, so let's just—if you heard a flub that, that was record. put in in post as a joke, oh, let's laugh about that now. Oh, Rob can't actually start a song, and it makes him nervous to find the key that it's in. All right, so let's get right into it today. We are going right to rolling, going oh, straight into it. Here we go. Yeah, I was really looking for something to speak to you guys about, but it's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for Roll It Going. Oh, yeah. And I did just get one text message, but all it said was, if Aaron is this excited about his coffee grinder, think of what a microwave will do for him. But I was like, I, the conversation's already happened like a million times in the podcast. So I was like, I don't think we need to bring it up. But I do want to point that out. It was a very good text. Uh, rolling Going, Matt, how's it rolling going with you? Uh, good, good. I got my list here. I'm going to try to get through it quick. Um, I've got a notebook to... paper. You have it written down on a notebook paper. <laughs> yeah, I'll jot this down for you, man. <laughs> jot it down for me. You know, my, my, my and favorite then I'll one, Russell, is then I'll when, edit that right out. When somebody says like, Hey, well, you want to take my number down? You're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like this. And they're like, okay, well, six, one, eight, nine, eight, six, one, two, or eight, six, nine, eight, six, yeah. Hold, hold it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay, thanks. And, you know, you just not even take it. But the number just, thing yeah. actually comes up quite a bit in the online dating world. So now a lot of times you'll go out with someone and you've met them through an app, but you don't have their number yet. So yeah. sometimes you go through the awkward thing at the end of the night where it's, hey, can I get your number? You're trying to take it just from the app to actually mm-hmm. having someone's phone number. And it always happens where, you know, someone gives you the number and then you do like the quick call to make sure it buzzes, make mm-hmm. sure they don't give you the wrong number. But so it's a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, so you got to you you check them right there. Like, oh, here, give, give me your phone so I can type in my number, and I'm gonna call you from. I'm gonna call me from your phone so that I've. Oh. We need to establish that we trust each other, and to do that, I'm gonna call you right now. Okay, yeah. good. I will say it is definitely a 100 percent sign of no second date if you say, "Hey, why don't you why don't you give me your number? Or I'll, I'll text you." And they say, "Oh, we can just keep it on the app." That is a yeah. certain yeah. sign oh, yeah, that, that it is going right. no further. Keep yeah. it on the app. I like that. If they like were this. smart, they would get a Google voice number like we had, we did for Beck did it better. Matt, what are you talking about? What were we talking about even? I can't remember. Um, I think it was Matt's well, really good. This week. Notes. Matt's got his oh, notes. Oh, yeah. He's got his yeah. notes. Uh, notebook paper. Joke. Joke. I can see where it went already. Joke. Okay. Joke. Uh, you know, I, I have tried to joke, start joke, up getting through the list again. And I don't know if you guys are following along or Russell. I know you've had a couple big weeks here of, of – uh, of work activities. So you probably haven't had too much time, but you know, I'm up to 192, which is like 203, uh, total albums, you know, since they redid the list. Impressive. We were up to 231 though. Impressive. That's what I was up to. So I'm still like 28 albums. that just got thrown in the trash can. So I'm still kind of (laughs) pissed about that. Still, if we ever get to talk to the editors at Rolling Stone, Matt's going to have something to say. My goodness. Yeah. Have (laughs) you had like a new favorite album that you've come across, Matt, that jumped way up that you weren't expecting to like or not? Are you, are you, are you like looking at my notes here (laughs) or what? Like, this is amazing. Like almost like I just served that up to you softball style. Somebody asked me a question. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I, you know, there, there was a couple highlights that I got. Uh, you know, we talked about Steely Dan last time. I had no idea who Steely Dan was or how good he was. You know, you hear him kind of like in, in pop culture yeah. as like one of those guys that people make fun. Steely Dan. It's not, there's Is not it? a Steely Dan. There's not a Steely Dan. It's, it's, it's a whole Dan. Steely Dan. And, um, I am here the from guy. the future. I was John actually going to. You're coming with me. We have a list today, and I was going to include Steely Dan on there for Matt because he's texted about Steely Dan. But admittedly, I didn't know if it was a person or a band, so I didn't want to put I it on no there. Yeah. yeah, and Bernard Purdy played I, drums for them on some tracks on Aja. Bernard the Hitmaker yeah, Purdy. Yeah, and we all know that. Uh, so here's the thing, uh, Matt, is that I can't believe you like. Thank you, Captain Obvious here. Steve Gadd also <laughs> played drums. You, By the way, can you guys start laughing again when I make fun of Aaron? When you guys don't laugh, I feel very, very bad. It makes me feel absolutely terrible when I just lean into Aaron and you guys are staring at me like, you monster. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to be mean to my sweet Aaron. But it's so funny that you don't like super produced albums and yet you like Steely Dan, like legitimately the most produced albums of all time. Yeah, you know, and so I'm. Uh, you're right. I'm a bit of a fraud, but you know, I like what I like. So <laughs> also one it of the bands, multitudes. It's one band that's named after vibrators. Mm. That's where the term Steely Dan comes from. It's a it's a slang for a vibrator. I don't know. It sounds like a it sounds like a pretty hefty vibrator to me. But <laughs> why do they name it Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a mistypo. It's supposed to be Steely Dong, and then they were like, "Oh no, I got like, this wrong." Something like Todd or Brad or it's supposed to be Steely like Rob, but they got the three letters all confused. I, I, I think there's probably there's lots of bands named after vibrators. Yeah. Let's see, if we the Commodores, the Jackson Five, <laughs> the Eagles. <laughs> Any band name is funny as a vibrator, isn't it? The police. <laughs> the flaming lips. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, no. The hold steady. Oh, I can do this all night. I, this is great. Cream. <laughs> the big bopper. Well, let's pull up the, the 500 list and go through all Simon, 500. Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Public Enemy? Oh, uh, that's a good one. Public Enemy uh, is a great vibrator name. The Notorious B.I.G. Shut it down. That's How it. about this that's one? How about this one? Talking Heads? <laughs> red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, my. Red Hot How about this one? The Jimi Hendrix Experience. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, I, okay. Those are all very, very good. I. Beastie Boys? This We're not even close end. to done, Rob. What do about the Sex night? Pistols? Forget it. We don't even need to do a podcast. Just keep going. Lil Wayne. <laughs> Dusty Springfield. That seems like a good vibrator <laughs> name. Joy you guys, Division. You guys are not Joy getting, Divi- the Joy, Joy Division. Division. <laughs> you guys are not getting hired as uh, vibrator marketing people, by the way. I don't think... Dusty Portis Springfield head? does not sound little, like little Richard. Oh, that's very good. There, I like little Richard has been a vibrator named Little Richard. That has hap- that has absolutely happened at some point in human history. There's no way it hasn't. What yeah. about the replacements? Like your wife Rob always just says, "Hey Rob, Rob, I don't need you this evening. I've I've got the replacement." <laughs> that's funny. Again, Russell, I think you got. I think you're in. You're looking right over my shoulder or something because I was going to say, you know, right after Steely Dan, there was a, a great band called oasis that had uh what's the story morning glory which kind of tugged at the the old heartstrings that was a one that i just played until it didn't play anymore back in high school so i love that but then i did come across and i had never heard of them before but the band replacements and you know i guess they're from minneapolis minnesota's own yeah minneapolis minnesota's own they're kind of a cute little band you know and i say they kind of sound like they got a little 
they got a little, you know, they're, they they kind of sound like they know what they've got going on. So I don't know. They're kind of a cute little band, and and uh, you know, you guys, if you're if you think of it, maybe check them out. I mean, they're not the best out there, but I would check them out. So, which album did you listen to? Which what's yeah, their heard, top one? I've, on heard list? I've heard they're not the best by some people, some of our fans out there. What's their top yeah, one? Is it Tim know. or is it Let It Be? That's on the or Please to Meet Me. Let it be. Okay. Let you know there be. is a they might be giant number one fifty five. All right. Yeah. Zero people found that interesting. I literally have a replacements tattoo. So I, <laughs> but it's from the Tim album, not from not from wait, Let It Be. Wait, 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 wait. You guys didn't know that? We have talked no. about the replacements a number of times, both on the podcast and off, and I never knew you had a replacements tattoo. Yeah, the, my favorite replacement. Here, show song. us the tattoo. Show us the yeah, tattoo. Well, I gotta pull my. It's 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 just a little tasteful guy. What are you doing? That you just have a tattoo of a giant vibrator. That's no. It good. says here comes again, a guys, regular. Please laugh when I make fun of Which is the name of my favorite replacement song, which was written about uh, a bar in Minneapolis. Uh, some people think it might have been Westrom's Tavern, Westrom's Tavern, where I spent a lot of time. Some people think it could have been the CC Club. But uh, yeah, I have a I have a. Replacements tattoo. What was the quote the, again, Rosie? Here comes a regular is the name of the song. Oh, huh. all right. It's a great song. That's, Check well, it out. That's also well, what that's, I say to the guy in New Jersey when he's pumping my gas. <laughs> Does that make any sense? He's no, like, no, sir. We only no have unleaded sense. actually. And I'm like, no, put lead in it. Is that one of those jokes of New York looking down on New Jersey again? You got high in no, hoity-toity New York. It's because in New Jersey, you legally cannot pump your own gas. Oh, you yeah. have to have somebody pump your Oregon gas. too, right? And, I love it. I love not getting out of the car. I love having somebody pump my gas. I think it's great. It It's awesome. I thought it would stress me out, and it's wonderful. Are you ever what in is- a hurry where you only want to put like five bucks in, and they come up, and they're going to fill it up? And you're like, hey, I only got time for three bucks here. No, 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 no. They they First of all, I'm never actually like in a hurry, like in a car. I'm in a car so rarely. And second of all, Jenny, there's a 1,000% chance Jenny has said, oh, I need to go in and use the bathroom. Therefore, negating any speed like <laughs> like pickup that we have from having somebody else pump our gas she gets out so then i have to go and of course park by the side of the gas station does the pumper get a tip i do i've looked that up and they said a lot of people said oh no i just do it on the holidays but i have to i mean you're having I think a guy you should tip everyone for everything i mean anyone who's working for an hourly wage should be tipped like that's that's hard man you have to show up to work like you literally have to show up to get paid that's terrible yeah teachers should get tips rob Right. And, and, and I agree with you, Aaron. I think the $5 bill thing you do is great. The $5 bill <laughs> yeah. down, make a mistake, well, pull it away. It's easy for Aaron to say that because he buys all of his stuff from Amazon online and doesn't go to mom and pops anymore. That's, that's Whoa, terrible. Wait, that Aaron no, doesn't wait. support oh God, his no. local stores. Wait, no. It's easy for you to say that when you don't have to tip the Amazon workers. I don't buy from Amazon. Wait, where would you get that idea? Aaron likes all these pictures online of people pissing in bottles and stuff. Like that's why he supports Amazon. He wants to see more non-unions and have people have to pee in a bottle. He's this has gone uh, all the way wrong. Rolling, going. What's going on with you? I figured I might go back to the the dating corner and see if I can get some dating advice from you guys. Oh, I've, I've kind of hit a bit of a cold spell, and I feel like I need to reset and might need you guys to put me back on the right track. I'm here for this. Get, 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 get to the corner. It's time for Russell's advice. Now, Russ, in the past, has our oh, advice helped? Yeah. Well, well, he's still on the podcast, so probably not. I'm in no worse position than I was before the podcast, so I don't think it's hurt. Nice. He's still spending time with us, so that's not a great sign. <laughs> so the one thing I was going through is I was looking at, I use a, an app called, you guys have heard about Bumble, but I also use an app called Hinge. Hinge is essentially, you have about six pictures, 
And then there are, are about three questions where you put a, a real short 140 character answer to three questions. So when you look at someone's profile, you see what the question is, you see their answer, and then you kind of respond to it like you would on Facebook or, or some sort of social media app. So the way Hinge works is I've got to put three questions or three prompts with my pictures, three kind of clever lines that go with these questions. So I thought what I would do is run some of these questions by you guys and see if you have any ideas of what you think would be good responses that could generate conversation or get women to respond to me when I reach out to them. Does that sound good? All yeah, right. And good. I promise I'm not going to say dick too big. All right. We'll start with an easy one for you guys. The first prompt that I was looking at, I was like, I wonder how, how these guys would answer this is the hallmark of a good relationship is. So what would you guys say is the hallmark of a good relationship in a, a couple sentences or less? I would say I'm, I'm waiting for you to tell me what a good relationship is. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's pretty good. Something along the lines of, you know, being able to spend time apart from each other. And I don't know if I'm saying that eloquently enough, but I think the hallmark of a good relationship <laughs> is people who have different interests. Then you come back together. You know, mm. I'm going to spend every minute of every day of every hour with each other, you know, so that you've got outside interests so that you're not, uh, you know, just trying to all of a sudden be a blackhead on that person's back or something like that. <laughs> like, let's say that one person's interest is, you know, sleeping in a bed with their spouse. And the other person's interest is doing podcasts at 1130 at night with three of his friends. Like, I can see it. that's a great relationship. Oh, once a week, hard. right? Like once a oh, week, you got to have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a joke about this one, but I think a hallmark is knowing when to, when to pick each other up. So knowing when you got to give some extra when the other person needs it. And then when, when the other person can, can know when you need some, some extra help that to me, that's, that's the hallmark is knowing when you got to step in and pick each other up. It might surprise you, but that's what I'm terrible at that. I am absolutely <laughs> awful at reading when she wants to just talk and when she wants advice. And I always step in and give advice. Like who cares? And then she's like, no, I've been talking to you for 15 minutes. You cannot just say, to be honest cares. with you, Rob, you know, on our, on our, on our side, text chain that we've got without you because you're oh, the main no. host so as the secondary host we have our side text we talk about that often that yeah. rob just you know he's he's not picking up on our cues yeah. how can we get him to come and just see that we how need we, some help how can we get rob to come we are floundering here we need help rob <laughs> and yeah uh, yeah it's it's been noted i do a bit of work in analytics i'm not going to bore you guys too much but you're oh here we go. If, if if aaron gives us warning he's not going to bore us this could be no, really let me fantastic. write this down on a piece of notebook paper when you're when you're building a model, you want to know if your model can improve over the naive model. And the naive model should assume that no, no one wants Rob's advice. So if you just always guess no, you're going to do better than any model that you could come up with in your head. You can any algorithm you can build is not going to do better than just guessing no. So that's it. That's I was bored. I'm bored. Okay, well my rolling going now is out the window. I had lots of advice for all three of you guys on this podcast, but I already said one of them laugh at me more. So I don't know. There's not much else I can say. <laughs> That's, I mean, I've been doing that for 10 years, 15 years now, 20 years. All right. All right, Russell done. We've, we've given you great advice on that one. The next prompt would be, you guys are aware of the five love languages, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So the next prompt is my love language Meat, is beans, what is the love rice, language? What should I say is my love tortillas. language? So I'm going to go through and tell everybody the five love languages because my, my Aaron, Aaron has been holding up fingers and he, I think he said beans and rice. for one So I, I, I don't <laughs> think he quite understands in there. Beans and rice done mister. <laughs> so here's the deal. We got, we got touch, right? We got gifts. We've got acts of service. We've got, there's one where you just hang out with them, right? Uh, quality time, quality time. And then there's, Oh, you're good words at this, of affirmation. Words of affirmation. 
Oh, you guys know this stuff. Way to go. Well, I'll oh, tell you on, what. It's on this app right Hey, here. Aaron, I've wrote it down. I've wrote it yeah. down about two dozen times on notebook paper, and I toss that shit every, every time, time after every conversation. Now, Russ, is there a way on the answer that you can change the font to make it look like you're whispering? Because I think you whispering Dutch is it would be really, really good. <laughs> I, I could just put it in all caps. Would that work or not? Hey, here's a gift. I want to touch you. <laughs> Hey, let's get some quality time together. I'll touch you. <laughs> Words of affirmation. Yes, I'm going to touch you now. Acts of service. I'm going to touch you. <laughs> it's all of them. It's the best. No, I know. We know the five love languages because uh, mine, unfortunately, is touch, which is a big bummer. It's 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 ruined a lot of my friendships. And then, uh, but our yeah, kids you won't hug me. I'm I'm telling you, man. Next time I see you, it's going to be a big hug. You're going to big hug, Aaron. You just it's you happening. wait. I'm, I'm going to do happening. more than hug you. I'm going to wrestle you down to the ground. Wrestle you to the ground I'm in for that. But my kids have different love languages, and it's been hard to it, once you figure that out. It kind of makes a lot more sense with kids. Like I have one who's literally is just quality time. So you could be like, "Hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to punch myself in the leg for an hour," and she'd be like, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's hang out." <laughs> like that's all she wants to do. And then the other one is. Uh, I don't know what. Just being left alone. I guess that's a love language. I'm not sure. She's whatever the opposite of quality time is. So that's my kids. So write that down, Russell. This is my kids' quality time. So how is this helping Russell? It's not. We can just move to the next prompt. No, 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 no. Man, I want to hear what's your love language. Mine is uh, acts of service. And so there's Mm. a, you know, I I don't know. It's just, I, I think the, there's the comedian Bill Burr who said it one time, you know, guys, or wives, if you if you could just do this just one time and watch how your husband's mind just get blown, just turn the TV on, put a basketball game on, make him a sandwich, open a beer, set it on the couch, and then just set him there for an this hour. Down, Russell, I hope you're writing this down. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know and if this is let sit there for or... an hour and watch their minds get blown. And that's that. You know that that's what I think of when I think some. You know, I just I um you know I don't mind. Helping out and I, the touching thing. I don't know why something happened to me as a child. I think so. I don't know. It's really weird. You know, hey, you gotta say I'm not a big hugger. Like I'm, not, I'm not a big hugger. You know, and receiving gifts, I could care less. You know, like spending time together. That's great. That's that. That's one I've. I think you know that probably be second place. Things like that. But the acts of service, just every once in a while. Um, you know, just picking up the house or something or just something. This sounds like it might be a response to that. I think you made a comment one of. Just put the spoon into the dishwasher. All you have to do is put the spoon into the dishwasher. It sounds like maybe a larger story. One, so. <laughs> Stop Let's touching me afterwards. Two. Yeah. It's a, hey, yeah. can you can you please fold my laundry as an act of service here, Aaron? What's Aaron, your how, love language? how would Aaron? How would you respond to the love language? Well, I, in preparation for this, uh, just a little behind the scenes, we had some time to think this over. I was going to say burritos, um, which I guess would be like an act of service, like bringing me a burrito. But uh, I think now that I know what the real love languages are, my, I'm like Rob, mine is touch. So Rob, like we're just going to have to, we're just going to have to sit and hold hands next time we hang out. Like, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. It's going to be, I I would be so down with that. That'd be so fun to me. I just love, I, I'm so into touch that I like being on a crowded subway. Like I'm on a crowded subway and everybody's jammed up against me. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, baby, here we go. This is great. I think there's something called like, isn't there like non-sexual contact, like hugging? Isn't there, isn't that like no. a thing where people just no I like hugging? No, yeah. never. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Any contact is sexual, and that's why I got kicked off the college football team. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Ross, the correct answer is put down your love language is Frenching. <laughs> <laughs> 
So my goal of this was hopefully you guys would give me advice that would help me, but I don't think that's really going the way I planned. Well. So I'm going to give well. you guys another one. Maybe you guys, because sometimes you don't want to talk too much about yourself. You want to ask about other people. So the next prompt I wanted to see, what would you ask about a woman you were trying to date? The one thing I'd love to know about you is, what is the one thing you would want to know about the person you're trying to date? Will you touch me? <laughs> Down there. Oh, no. No. Oh, Matt. If you're talking feet, then yeah. That's what oh. I know. Touch I would want to know who Let's their go. favorite singer is. Like, what's your favorite singer? And not, not you know... Not in this ranking kind of scenario. Like when you need to listen to some music, who do you, who's your go-to? Who do you listen to? That's, that's one thing I would want to know. Yeah. And you're probably not, if you're, I was going to go. No someone judgment either, like, you're, yeah. yeah. You're not judging, but like, look, have somebody, right? Don't just right. be like, ah, I don't yeah. listen to music. I, live, I like, love all probably music not, or yeah. whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's why I've got, I've got an easy, I've got an easy answer to that. Yeah. It's the blue alien from blue. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm with you, Rosie. I'm, I'm right along. That's that's the same thing, line of thinking I was going. Right. Yeah, All right. Like Here we go. Final prompt. I'm weirdly attracted to what? What are you guys weirdly attracted to? This is weird because our wives, well, Rob's doesn't, but I know Rosie's mind. <laughs> listen. And then mother-in-laws and Rob's mother-in-law <laughs> listens, things like that. Mm-hmm. So Right now, I'm weirdly attracted to any information about the Suez Canal that is not related to the economy, not related to that ship. I, I, I got to write this down. My, my, my swipes are going to go right, right, right. If I yeah. put in the Suez Canal, I need to know what's happening on is these right, boats good or bad where people are stuck there. Oh, I hope is there an Uber for an Uber eats for boats? Are there bars? Can people like people who are stuck on these boats? Can they hop on a dinghy and go to a bar? Are they stuck? I saw tonight on the internet that someone built a dating app for people who are stuck on ships in the Suez Canal. So if you're weirdly attracted to knowing anything more about this situation and about the real lives of these people who are out here living this, that's, that's where I'm at. That's, that's what I can't stop thinking about right now. The dating app is called Suez Canal. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's getting cut off. We can talk about vibrators, but birth canals, where I draw the line. Cut out. So don't bring up birth canal again, please. It's getting cut out. Uh, Aaron, you know that they have food on ships like normally, but wh- like, they don't but it, stop every day. It's not like a road trip with your kids where they're like, oh, kids. But what if they had get? enough food to get to where they're going? And that was four days ago. And now they're stuck in the Suez Canal and they ran out of food. What, like, what's going to happen? I uh, see. I, I this is fascinating I, stuff. Now you're, you're going to do not write that it. down. Whatever yep. you do, do not write down. I'm weirdly attracted <laughs> to the boats of the Suez Canal. I got, <laughs> yeah. And I got, I got another one to don't write this down, but I, I don't know what it is, but like any, Love those like prison shows like uh, oh, Locked no. Up Raw and all that. It's I I don't know what it is, but like I, it just fascinates me. I never ever ever want to go to prison, but how those people survive and like is it helping them? Is it not? You know, are some people can you rehabilitate them? Things I don't know. That that's it's just a it's one of those things where it's like I'm attracted like a moth to a flame if there's like a a prison show on for some reason. I'm attracted to my <laughs> podcast co-host wives. So I would put that down. I'm <laughs> weirdly attracted to that. <laughs> so if you guys are out there, call the Beckline, 802-277-2325. I don't share everything I get on the Beckline with these guys. So you can call or text. <laughs> the worst thing is my my podcast host wives would probably get me more play than prison shows and the Suez Canal right now. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. out of the three options that I've got from you guys to pump up my profile. 
I may just be looking for that corrupt woman, well, morally well, corrupt we're just, woman we're out there that's going to be down the bottom with that. of the list. You yeah, know, your <laughs> list is it's shrinking, <laughs> yeah. but it's you know we're getting rid of the stuff on the bottom. I, mean, I noticed. I better get. I better get out of the corner. I don't know if I can handle any more of the Suez Canal talk. I do want to say that I think Dick Too Big would fit for any of those. But I didn't say it. <laughs> that's it. Time's up. Get out of the corner. That was Russell's that's a love nice corner. Oh yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Uh, rolling, going, Rosie. How's it going with you? Oh, I was afraid this was going to happen. I, I, uh, <laughs> I have so what many things fuck? going on in my mind tonight. And today. Well, Rob's always last. You're, I, you know, he's, if, if if I went, Russell went. You're next. I know. You're, you're, I know. Well, I, I know. For doing the podcast, I'm going to ask this. You don't have to have a rolling going. We can just. My skip mind it. is racing with my rolling going. No, I have I have several rollings going. First, okay. rolling. I asked in the coffee grinder uh, situation what how you know mm-hmm. you are living in filth. Well, that came back to bite me because today the refrigerator stopped working and I had to pull the refrigerator out oh, from the no. wall. Oh no. Mm, this was this is one of the worst moments of my life. This was you got a cat, horrifying. Right? Yep. Yeah, got a cat. Funny story though. Also found some dog food behind there. We don't own a dog and we've lived, this, <laughs> lived in this place for 7 years. So that's oh, not Oh, I great. thought maybe your wife was sneaking dog food without you knowing it. <laughs> I would have just I would have just moved. It's like Aaron keeps making me hot dogs and tortellini. I just want to eat this dog food. It's so much better than what Aaron's making every day. Oh, vegetarian ham? Oh, sounds great, honey. Hey, are you eating kibbles and bits back there? Every time Aaron was going to walk out of the kitchen and then she was going to have to walk out of that dog food, she just like swept it under the fridge real quick. Yeah, Yeah, and he's like, why do I need to wear these house shoes? She's like, never mind. She's sweeping the dog food. Just horrific. Uh, but we did call an appliance person. He did come and fix the refrigerator. So, uh, and is it your refrigerator? Isn't that, isn't that a, it's not your refrigerator, is it? No, we rent, but, but our, we, our landlady doesn't live here. So it's faster if we just call the the person and then like they come and fix it. Are you sending her the bill? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It just comes off the rent. Okay. Everybody shut up. You said yeah. your mind was racing and then you told us that your refrigerator broke and it was dirty behind there. <laughs> yeah. Is your that what your mind was running? racing about? Really? You better go catch it. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, number one. Um, number two, uh, we did have Vietnamese takeout tonight and Rob, I wasn't even going to mention this, but there was vegetarian ham in my wife's dish that she had, which was delicious. And my son told me that he likes that chicken better than the chicken that I make, which he was right. It's very good chicken. Um, but my final piece of my rolling going. <laughs> Kids know how to hurt you, don't they, though? They just say that yeah. offhand and you're like, I know you're telling the truth. That's the worst part of this whole thing. I know. He was sitting there at dinner. He said, Dad, I like this chicken. And I was like, yeah, me too, man. But like, we could have left that out. <laughs> like, you didn't have to say that. Yeah. Go, go get behind the fridge. You need that dog food back there. <laughs> The final piece of my rolling going is that I want to build Aaron, on something. Can I something. ask you, have you changed your laugh? Have you changed your laugh to a quiet laugh? Have He's you gone too a, far away from the mic. Have you undergone a laugh change? What, me? Yes, because when you just laughed at that last joke, I, you, I could see you laughing. It was silent. Well, it could be, but you're listening to me through the Zoom. When you hear it in, the, in post, it's going to sound fine, I think. If you have changed your laugh to a silent laugh, you are off the podcast immediately. I don't you think are so. Kicked I think off you're going to hear the laughs. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go back and listen. Yeah, okay? well, and, yeah, and guess I, I what? To, I hear two things. I hear two things uh, from the podcast. I, people say, "Who is that Rob guy?" Yes, he, he sounds like he should be on the radio. Yeah. He's really be. funny, and and really, he, you guys, <laughs> everybody knows this. Rob is about the funniest human being I know. And I know. Just yes, that's why. And we're just we're you know here. this whole podcast. Oh yeah, I'll use this as a please go hit like on all of your apps. 
you know, we're trying to get Rob up to the next stratosphere yes. here. We're trying to get, get him to the national fame. So the more you hit like, the more you download our uh, our podcast here, the quicker Rob can get out of here. And, the, and the, yes. you don't have to hear us anymore. So maybe it's motivation for them all. But um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, Aaron's thing you laugh. You were going to say laugh. people like Aaron's laugh. Oh, and then, yeah, that everybody, everybody, everybody. <laughs> well, who is that guy? He's got the greatest laugh in the world. Who, who is that guy? You know, that everybody. Yeah. Without, you know, without fail. It's all, I, that guy's laugh is great. So I'm just here having fun with you guys, man. I love it. It hasn't yeah, changed. We You'll love it. Don't worry. Aaron, and we love you too. And we think, and I do love doing this podcast, but if you stop laughing out loud, your ass is out of here so fast. <laughs> you're going to make your head spin. Okay. You're going to have a lot of time to study shit about the Suez Canal because you're gone. Buddy. <laughs> well, the final thing I need to study is in response to Matt's uh, rolling going uh, in last week. Um, Talking about Billie Eilish, I have not listened to the whole Billie Eilish record. I heard Bad Guy around because it was inescapable, and she won all those Grammys and everything. But after Matt was talking about Billie Eilish, I thought, well, I, I got to understand, you know, what what is what's Billie Eilish all about? And I know that we joke that on this podcast we're talking about, oh, hey, the top five hundred albums are actually pretty good. Hey, the Grammys got it right. Billie Eilish, that record is really good. I super enjoyed that. We listened to it like three times yesterday. And really enjoyed it. It's and unique, I, isn't it? Yeah. And I also, I feel like there are some parallels to this Stevie Wonder record that we're going to talk about in that both artists are trying to make new sounds that haven't been recorded before. And they were doing it in different ways. I think the tools are probably different, but they're, they're both trying to make physical sounds and make music that hasn't been Recorded before. So I got to give Matt props because he reminded me that I should be once in a while checking up with what's going on in current music. And I've been really enjoying the Billie Eilish album. So that's it. That's really going with me. I, I, have you seen the documentary, the Billie Eilish documentary? No. Is it, is it good? It's supposed to be very, very good. And it makes her look like an even better person. And it makes her family look great, too. So it's like this weird. I'm like, glad to hear that. That's so nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, Aaron, I see your text message. I see your text message. Billy Eilish would not be the good name for a vibrator. So don't please don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> How's it rolling going with Rob? That's what I want to know. Uh, I'll tell you what. My phone is fucked right now. I, I realized today I use like five apps. All of them are on different pages on my phone. They're all over the place. I use the one to find when the subway is going to come. I use one to order dinner for my kids because the subway is always coming late. And then I use like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, not to post for this show, but for other things. And like, I, 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 but they're all over the place on my phone. It's a mess. I should just take all the apps I use all the time and move them to the front page. I'm not going to do it. I am too lazy. Do, what's your guys' phone app organization thing? What, which, what, what apps do you, you have any fun apps across the bottom? I've got Facebook on the bottom. Do you guys use folders or what? Or are you just straight up, you know, app apps all over the place? It's just everything in there in alphabetical order. Holy shit. Are you serious? Everything in there in alphabetical order? Or does it automatically do that? It automatically does that. The only oh. ones I have on my main page are like the text, the camera, the gallery, whatever the things that are already set in there. I don't even know if I yeah. would know how to change it. Yeah. I, I thought you put them in alphabetical order. And I was like, oh, boy, he's being pretty nonchalant about automatically moving them to alphabetical <laughs> order. Don't put that on your hinge questions, by the way. <laughs> Matt, what about you? What's your phone look like? Oh, I... I, I uh... I dig deep into this for some reason, and I I kind of rotate it. I don't know, maybe quarterly. I kind oh. of update what I use, <laughs> wow. what I use more I than I don't. Psychos. I uh, 
I, I, you can see, I don't know, see, I've got like the clock up there. I change my clock every once oh, in a while. Just, you're showing they, us I a mean, website stuck in dryer. I don't want to. <laughs> Wait a minute, actually. No, I but I've got, I've got my two email accounts. I've got my Google Calendar, which is like our family calendar. I've got iHeart because listen to the podcast uh, app that I use. I, I've got Amazon Music. I've got two bank accounts. And then I've got my, like my work calendar like on my front page because I, I was missing too many things or forgetting about too many things. And so I open my phone. I know what I got going on. Next page, it's like weather. And then the things that I kind of like to look at a lot, like maybe like eBay and Amazon and Rob's Instagram uh, page, my, my my Peloton app to see when uh, oh. my next Peloton class, you know, things like that. And then as I go back, it's less and less used. And so like right now, because we haven't been to Vegas in a long time, you oh. guys will, you know, what's on the back of it is my purple ledger. If you guys remember from Vegas, <laughs> yeah. the purple ledger. The purple ledger was a huge mistake where we were all, we all had this brilliant, huge brain idea of keeping track of how much money we lost in Vegas. And it took us one night to realize it's probably Not the most depressing idea, idea ever. <laughs> or win. You yeah, know, or you, win. That's what we thought. We were like, God, we win all the time. It turns out that is not true. What what yeah. is an app on your phone that you don't think everyone has that you guys would highly recommend? So so I have one. Have you guys ever used the Libby app? Yeah, I love no. Libby. Oh man. So, so Libby, good. if if you guys don't have it, is essentially you can log it. into like any library through the Libby app. So you can yeah. essentially it becomes oh. a an e-reader for any sort of local library. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, Libby's good. Okay, one that I think Rosie could have used maybe is the Chipotle app. You can just order oh, it and right. just drop it and picks it up. And, and yeah, I've been That's a good that one lately. I'll tell you so. what, I just got an app called Remote Pro because I do not own a TV. And so on my couch, I have to watch the computer. Well, that is a problem when you need to pause or turn mm. up or down the volume or pretty much do anything I have to get off the couch. <laughs> this Remote Pro app, you can hook it up to any Mac. And it will control the mouse on the screen, and you can like click the button and up and down the volume. It is unbelievable. It has changed my life. I think it was like seven bucks. I would pay seven hundred dollars for it. I'm so lazy. <laughs> More time on the couch. I, I I have never bought an app. I've never paid money for an Are app. You serious? Yeah. This is mind blowing to me. You've never bought an app. No, like I, not the one I can think of. You Everything have a I job, got... Matthew. Right? Like you have a <laughs> yeah. job. Yeah. Like oh, it would you would be working for thirty seconds now. to buy an app. Yeah, I don't know. Matt, this may blow your mind, but I buy apps all the time. Whether I use them or not, I'm buying apps like crazy. Not a big deal. I recently bought the Carrot Weather app. It's a weather app that has jokes on it. Like, I paid money for that. It's the same weather as you see in any other app. But I, it, it has jokes, so I paid like for what, it. Like, what's an example of a joke that was on okay, there today? Well, let's get on there right now. Okay. All right. It's called Carrot. Carrot. Yep. New York City. And, and it works with my, I, my watch. That's really why I got it. These clouds taste like cotton candy. Prawn flavored cotton candy. How much did you pay for that? Okay, so we're going to move on. That's going to get edited out because that makes me look stupid. You bring up your email. I don't know if we've talked about this guy before, but when you get an email at work, let's say, and you're done with it, do you put it in like an archive or do you just leave it in your inbox? So I have everything in my inbox, but I've been accused of being a a madman for this. No, No. people who who take the time to organize emails are... Losers. I'm going to say that Maybe right now. To do. You are a loser. And if you are a person who takes time to hash, put their emails into different folders, uh, text in or whatever, hashtag loser. Okay. Because that's what you are to remind yourself that you're a freaking Matt, loser. Matt is you can just head. search the email. We're, it does not matter. we got another schism coming on. <laughs> oh, I just, I delete. No, I delete them. I, I, I get rid of them. I just, there's no. They, Anything, just get rid of them. I don't know. There's Psycho. no reason to keep them around. You delete like e- all your emails that you get. Yeah. 
that has to have come back to bite you so many times, doesn't it? Never. And <laughs> no. that's what I thought. How many times? I mean, really, in all or all reality, it's like, uh, well, hey, I deleted that email. Can you just send it again or something? Like, is it really? <laughs> that is psycho shit, man. I truly believe that. Are I you going to find my kids' social security numbers the other day? I Where do you find that? I have no idea where to yeah, find no a idea. kid's social security number. <laughs> so I literally went through my email and typed in kids' social security numbers. And unfortunately, <laughs> they did pop up immediately, which makes me think maybe it's not the best idea to which do that. I think but. you should change your password to your email. <laughs> Matt, the real question. Matt, the real question is before we move on to the album: is Are you going to keep all Rob's emails with the vibrator names that he's sent over the last hour or not? Well, I've, yeah, they've, they've got a special folder. All right, that's all I wanted to make sure. Rob, Rob, the easiest place to find them is just to look at last year's tax returns. Just pull them up. That's that's where the social security numbers I have no are. No idea where those are. All right, so moving on. It, may, it might surprise you. My life is a mess, much like my phone. All right, so we are talking about Inner Visions by Stevie Wonder. Aaron, what year did this app, uh, come out? 73? 73. And so I, I've i got my three sentences about the album because uh, I have gotten zero emails saying, oh, no, Rob, the three sentences were such a bad idea. We want longer, <laughs> longer, longer. So that's because nobody's heard the three sentence thing. We, well, we I wasn't recorded that, that two days that's ago. That's also true. But, but here's the thing. The three sentences about this uh, album. Number one, the, the ARP synthesizer. Once again, I think that this album to me does sound a little dated, I think. I think it sounds like it's a weird sound, but I think if you were back in 73 or 74 listening to this, I think it would be mind blowing because he was doing stuff with synthesizers that really people used over and over, but nobody had heard it up to then. And you have to keep in mind that he paid all the instruments on this album for seven of the nine songs. He, yeah, every single one man band type stuff. Played. Yeah. It's crazy. The drumming is really good. Like it's incredible. Oh, well, he's a fantastic he, he drummer. All. I, I highly recommend if you haven't yet search Stevie Wonder drum solo on YouTube and there's an old clip of him playing a drum solo and it's absolutely fantastic. He is like a legitimate top level drummer, which is wild. Uh, after this album came out, he got in a car accident where he actually got knocked out. A piece of wood came from a truck in front of him, hit him right in the forehead, which is crazy. He, he lost his sense of smell and he woke up in the hospital and he said, oh my God, what if I've lost my ability to play music? And so they had somebody bring in this uh, clavinet into the hospital where he was sitting. And they said the smile when he was able to play these songs, it was just so big. But you can, I think you can, like this was the start of his three albums in a row that each won best record for the Grammys. Right. It was this talking book was the third one. And it was something like the sunrise of something or something. It, it was, was talking book. Then this one, then fulfilling this first finale and then songs in the key of life. Right. Did they all win? Is that how it goes? Well, I mean, he, I don't know I, if like, they all won, but I think that's the chronology. He He's on a freaking roll right in the middle of this. And I think that accident really made him realize like what's important and what he's going to work towards. And what he worked toward is an album that won an absolute shit ton of awards and still is talked about like crazy uh let's get into it let's talk about inner vision so guys the first song let's get to uh, well no no wait a minute you didn't let me let me do my joke that i definitely thought of oh that's what it was i when i was looking for the song i searched too high on my work computer and i immediately realized what a huge mistake that was <laughs> it is funny the first time i heard this song though i thought he was talking about like doing drugs and how cool it was and then i realized later it's an anti-drug message yeah right I mean, he even puts I love the effects the on his voice in the keyboards here. Yeah, 
that that might be a problem though. If you're writing a cautionary song, and the first time I hear it, I'm like, "Hey, that sounds awesome." Like the stuff he's talking about, he's like, "Colors are changing. You look like a tangerine." I'm like, "Where do I take this drug? Whatever you take it, I'll take it." <laughs> Where do I find one of these? Yeah. <laughs> I love the mix on this album. I think the mix is really, really good. Yeah, I, agree. I, I do think it's. I think it's keyboard heavy. I think it sounds a little soft music-y, but I think the mix, you can hear those drums so clearly. You can hear his playing so clearly. It's crazy. I also want to point out, he plays the chromatic harmonica. Now, John Popper, right, plays the harmonica, but you have to switch a harmonica for every single key you're in. They all play different keys. That's why playing the harmonica is the easiest thing in the world. Because you just play, and no matter what you play, it sounds good if they're playing G. And then when you switch to C, you blow, breathe in. And then the harmonica sounds good. And then if you need to switch to D, you switch harmonicas. But he plays a chromatic harmonica where it's like a piano. You can actually play every note and then push a button to move it up a half step. Listen to this harmonica. I mean, this rips, guys. Like, if you compare this to the harmonica, that's my favorite spot. And maybe it's just because I got Love Supreme on the brain, but uh, and we've been texting about Love Supreme, and I don't know why it's been on my brain, but so much about this song made me think of Love Supreme with the the symbol work, which reminds me so much of Elvin Jones. And then it's like he's pushing that harmonica to its limits, the same way Coltrane pushes the saxophone to its limits. I don't know. That's just a, that was a connection that came into my head. But the saxophone's way cooler, right? Oh well, right. I'm not. Yes, I mean, yeah. But I'm just, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can I give you guys a little a little secret? Okay. Yeah. When I was younger, I owned a chromatic harmonica. <laughs> I worked my hardest to try to learn how to play it. Can you imagine me? I'm so happy. My parent, if I was my parents, I would be like, okay, uh, you back up the car and I'm gonna put my head under the tire, and then we're gonna have to figure this out because who's gonna do your head? Because this is awful. Can you imagine? Just imagine right now your kid has harmonica. Period. That's it. Uncle Russ has given his nieces and nephews harmonicas for Christmas before yeah, my son just to watch harmonica. the reaction of my brother and sister so and good. their spouses. Yeah, my son so, has one. That's so brilliant. It is on, It is That is on the top three things to not give as an uncle. One of them is anything that has a assembly required, so then your your brother has to put it together. Two, anything <laughs> that involves like water in the house. You know, yeah. like if you got like a check, indoor check. Pool, get, and then three is uh, musical instruments. Check. That yeah, you've done it. You've got the trifecta, Russell. Oh, I know because <laughs> you don't have to deal with it. But then when they have fun with right. it, you get all the credit for right. it. Right, exactly. I'm not going to put that big car ramp together. My brother's going to do yep. it. But when yep. it's together, Uncle Russ got me that car ramp. Right, <laughs> <laughs> great old Uncle evil Russ. genius, Russell. You're an evil genius. <laughs> well, tonight I'm not doing drugs, but I am having. High West whiskey. So I'm gonna Ooh. I'm honoring High by having Utah's High West finest. whiskey, double rye. It's the only distillery in Utah, or the first distillery in Utah. So check it out. Cheers. All right. All right. And you know what? I'll check it out using my vision. Yes. Visions. Does he play guitar on this one, or is that too 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 slow? Too slow. What? what? I have no idea. All I know is on seven of the nine songs he played all the instruments. <laughs> Matt, are you on board with me? This is this is too slow. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll hear about my take, I guess, in in, in the favorite uh, segment of everybody. Yeah, I, this, this, there's a lot of slow parts in this whole album for me, personally. <laughs> what, do, what do your notes say there, Rob? What does it say? Uh, so I, I'm just going to say this. On Genius, <laughs> the comments on Genius, all it says in Genius, somebody commenting goes, bruh, this song's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I can respect that. You like 
you know, some guy probably like stoned out of his brain listening to this song. He's like, oh, this song is so beautiful. I got to go tell somebody. Well, I'll go tell everybody on the internet. Like, it's just to take the time to do that. I think it's beautiful. There was no Hulk Hogan. Brother, this is so beautiful. It was, it was, it was like a relaxed, bruh. This is so yeah. beautiful. Brother, you know beautiful. what's beautiful is when I go over to my friend's house and I deep dick <laughs> wife all day long. <laughs> I'm Too telling you, sushi. we're going to watch that tape after we're done with this. We got to go I was going to make it. that joke and things that an, an uncle shouldn't give, but I didn't want to go there. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, the Hulk Hogan sex tape. Uh, all right. I think this might be the best song we've done on this podcast yet. I honestly oh, believe that. I just want to tell you, that's what I feel. Uh, this is what, this is a yeah, this great song. A it's a monster. In my mind. First of all, you know I love a story song. I loved his last album where he had a story about him getting in trouble in the bathroom or whatever. I don't, I don't. Maybe I don't recall that. Maybe that was Chuck Berry. Are you talking about past but, time paradise. I I can't remember. So, but I I think I might listen to this song if I had to pick one song to listen to for the rest of my life. It might be this song. I mean, guys, yeah, this is where the keys really work. Like he brings the keyboards to another level on this, and there's like a real groove here. And then when the hi-hat comes in, forget it. I mean, I, it's just like engrossing and it's like... Does this give you guys a little James Brown vibe? Like a little more stank on his voice when he starts yes. singing everything? Yeah, there's there's just here, a little yeah. bit more attitude, right? Yeah, there's funk Absolutely. Here, yeah. No doubt. I, I'm, I'm not going to go too negative, but anything that... Uh, what was the first album we did? Marvin Gaye? Mar- anything Marvin Gaye did is better than this song. That whole album is better than this song, in my opinion. Here's what I'll say. Marvin Gaye doesn't do that Stevie Wonder does. Rob, I don't know if you guys, if you can get to the end of the song, when he starts just belting it out, Rob, I don't know if you can go and just play where Stevie Wonder is just crushing voices. it yeah, at the got, end. It's so yeah, cool. He's got different vocal effects he can do just by himself. Here we go. This is badass to me. Yeah, but the him. Marvin Gaye parallels are, are interesting because a lot of what people think about with this album are, are, is the message. And he, I think, built on what Marvin did with What's Going On, which was, what, 71? Um, because yeah. even, I mean, you know, Talking Book, I think, started to get into this kind of thing. And he's got, I can't remember now, he's got multiple Richard Nixon diss tracks, but the next one might have been yeah. on the next album. So I think he started to make social commentary more more important mm-hmm. his music on this album where he hadn't done that before because he grew up in public life like he maybe wasn't always comfortable doing it I don't know one one other question did Marvin Gaye ever have a song with a laser beam in it because this song has a laser beam <laughs> check out the laser beam by the way I just want to state very clearly like, I got an email from Russell laser beam here's a link to the song <laughs> like, Hell yeah, you gotta hear, like how many songs have a laser beam in them and it's very crazy alright here we go listen to this listen to this just enough for the shit Right. Well, what's with the laser beam? Right. Yeah. And this is four years before Star Wars comes out. Like, this man was going to space when it was cool to go to space, and it was well before George Lucas went to space. This is, yeah, this is next level stuff. I am going to say, I, I agree with Aaron. If you get a chance to see a picture of Stevie Wonder around one of these synthesizers, you need to look it up because it is probably one of the funniest things in the world. These synthesizers are like the size of a room. They're gigantic and there's just mm-hmm. wires everywhere. And like to literally make that sound, he had to rewire it, which is, it's, it's right. awesome. Really? See, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, if he's like getting that deep into making those noises. So. See, 
freaking laser beams, those Matt. Noises. Freaking laser beams. <laughs> yeah. Matt Sharks. brought back in now. He's like, actually, this is the greatest <laughs> album of all time. I'm just trying, I'm trying not to be negative. Wow. All right. Listen, uh, what happens to the golden girls when they get older? Golden lady. Is it, yeah. <laughs> women? Golden women? So this is just a straight up love song, but is it okay to talk about the irony of the lyrics in this one? Of course like, it is. Of course, like the whole our song. tens of listeners want to yeah. hear what the irony is. Well, there's just a bunch of um, not in this not in this spot, but in the opening verse of the track, there's a bunch of lyrics about looking in your eyes and kind of having eyes, and like he's talking about like a lot of like sight based. It's really interesting to think about. Was he just doing? love song tropes that he knew would play well with people who listen to love songs, or was he trying to say something about being a non-sighted person? It's uh, to me, it's very interesting as someone who's hit written a lot of hit parody songs. I can tell you right now, eyes rhymes with a lot of stuff. I think that's the reason why you do it. It rhymes with a ton. What one thing I think I noticed most about this, you were referencing the synthesizer earlier, the clavinet that he used and he uses the clavinet on a future song. But the thing that jumped out to me is the electric piano on this one. And if you guys remember last week, we talked electric piano on Amy Winehouse. We talked the Wurlitzer. But we were talking right? the Wurlitzer. Yeah. Stevie Wonder does not really rock a Wurlitzer here. Uh-oh. He uses a Fender Rhodes. Oh, so I was yes. hoping I could give you guys a little bit of history on the Fender Rhodes, and I'm we're going to do it. a list. I'm here for it. This is all I care about. It's time. Country roads take me home. Another, another. Yeah, we're going to get into the Hammond D3 at some point. All right, let's hear it. Last time we we talked about the Wurlitzer, and that kind of had like a harsher sound, whereas the Fender Rhodes is a little different. So the Wurlitzer, they played metal reeds. On a, Fen, on a Fender Rhodes, they play metal tines, and there's an outside oh. amplifier. So this sounds more like a bell if it's played softly compared to that harsher sound we heard last week. So... The really cool thing, as I, as you guys have opened me up to jazz music, right? We've talked Miles Davis. So one of the first, one of the first artists to really make the Fender Rhodes popular is Miles Davis had his piano players use it on Bitches Brew. Yes. And so Uh. a couple of, we're not going to play Bitches Brew for you guys because the songs are 20 minutes and I can't (laughs) figure out where in the song (laughs) to find the Fender Rhodes. But I was going to highlight a couple of Miles Davis's piano players to show where they've used the Fender Rhodes and song. So uh, this so first song is this. Herbie Hancock. Check this song out. It's called Chameleon from 1973. Classic. And I, Aaron, I've actually heard this described as sounding like a glockenspiel a little bit. The Fender Rhodes can sound like a glockenspiel. I can, yeah, I can, I can feel that for sure. Herbie Hancock is a YouTube treasure trove. If you can find yes. any interview with Herbie Hancock, he is such a marvelous person to just listen to. Talk. Herbie about. Hancock said when he went in to play with Miles Davis for the first time, he walked in and they had the electric piano and he'd never played it before. So it was a completely new thing. And then he ends up, it's being, it ends up being like a very consistent part of his act as these electric pianos going forward. Right. That's Yeah. That's amazing. His career is just, it's a, it's a stunner for sure. So another real quick one I wanted to show before we get further in the list is Chick Corea was. Go ahead, bro. I, 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 I hate to interrupt. I hate to interrupt. No, please do. <laughs> first time ever. Long time listener. First time interrupter. Probably the greatest vibrator name, though. Don't you think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I didn't say that, I would have edited myself in saying that later. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to hop in. 
not not as cool of a, vi- a vibrator name would be Chick Correa, who also played on Bitches Brew. Yeah, he did. But check out Chick Correa. This is the song called Spain. He just rocks this. Check this out. It's from his album. I think it's called Return to Forever. This is the song called Spain. Check this out. Nice. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Is this crazy cool or what? People always talk about colors when they talk about Chick Corea. He just passed. So I read a, a little bit about him when he passed. And mm. people talk about how he was able to get different colors in music. And you can hear a different color in his Fender Rhodes than you heard in, in Herbie's. Also, there's a really great album uh, that's a Herbie Hancock, Chick Corea live album, the two of them together playing piano. <laughs> that's not that weird. But this is a great I wrestling. like that over the top. It's like jazz. But one thing I had to do, you guys know me, I got to give people real songs. I can't just give them these jazz songs that no one's ever heard of. So the next song on the list is, we're going to go to The Doors. This is Riders on the Storm off the, the album L.A. Woman. Matt, I think that's in the 300s somewhere. Riders on the Storm. So Ray Manzarek, who was one of the founders of The Doors, essentially used to play two different types of electric pianos with two different hands and then he had this Fender Rhodes and he said essentially if there was no such thing as the Fender Rhodes there would have been no such thing as the Doors I thought that was pretty cool right because they didn't have guitar right this was their main Mm -hmm. melodic outlet so I thought that was pretty cool the next one that is awesome is you guys remember the song Lovely Day by Bill Withers oh I'm going to flip over a car pardon me I'm going to flip over a car so check this out here Here it comes. Ah, yeah. Ah, one of the most beautiful licks of all time. Does this guy, does this make you kind of want to get a Fender Rhodes yes. in your house? 100%. Yes. yes. By the way, I was I was going to say, Russell, I think this is a good date song. Like when you pick somebody up, like on, your, on a hinge date, this is a good one to have playing in the car. I right. think slightly below that was this one you probably want to skip. Don't play this in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but if, <laughs> by the way, great piano solo in the song. But this if, is the end. If you want to, if you want to set the tone for a real date, Russell, and you're just like, "Fuck it, we're gonna see where this date goes." I gotta say, that first song you gave us, is Spain. I think if the girl gets in your car and you're playing this, right? she'd be like, "Wait, wait, what?" And then the doors. What's locked. going on? Doors you just locked. got some coke like, lined up on the dashboard. You're like ready to go. You're just like, "Here's your sunglasses. Here's some cocaine. Let's go yeah. drive around." What, what colors do you hear in this? Oh well, after a date. <laughs> By the way, my love language is touch. <laughs> well, if I'm playing that, I'm definitely going to be the ruler of that date. But if I'm not the ruler of the date, we got to put up oh, no. the ruler of the roads. Have you guys heard of the ruler of the roads before? No. This is no. Billy Preston playing on <laughs> Get Back by the Beatles. Remember, they're playing this up on the on the, the rooftop on Let It Be, I believe it is. Yeah. He got started in the church. So this came out to be like a staple of his music, too, with everything he did was the Fender Rhodes. I'm going to get a Fender Rhodes, and I'm going to play this song. This rocks. He played keys for Aretha, too. I did not know he was called the ruler of the Rhodes. I've mentioned him he as the fifth the Beatle ru- many times, and Rob has smacked me down, but I didn't know he was the ruler of the Rhodes. The ruler of the Rhodes. The last song on the list. Last week, we talked about Ray Charles. I don't remember what the song was. It was that, I don't know, two-part song where he played the Wurlitzer. And what I Ray say. Charles is more known for the Wurlitzer because the Wurlitzer came out about 10 years before, before the Fender Rhodes. 
but he has also rocked the Fender Rhodes on one of my favorite songs ever. I know you guys like the movie. Let's go to the movie. You guys remember this? Uh, what's the song called, Rob? Shake, Shake your, your tail, tail feather, feather on the Blues Brothers. Check oh, this out. Yeah. Yes. Well, I heard about oh, the that's nice. Badass, right? So why didn't you ask me okay, better? I was wrong about that song earlier. All these songs we've played are better than that song. I realized now. I apologize. I mean, this so between, song is good. Between last week, looking at the Wurlitzer, and now the Fender Rose and back-to-back albums, these electric pianos are just badass. There's something totally unique to music, and this brings you back to, like, these 70s songs are right in this wheelhouse, right? Yes. Oh, my God. It's yeah. so uh, That sound is so great. It's, it's distinctive, yeah. Uh, oh. Wonderful. Russell, I can't wait to see what next week's third electric piano list is. I just can't wait. I'm so excited. Well, actually, I'll touch on this at higher ground because we're going to have to save that for talking book on number 50 or whatever it is. All right. Uh, We've got higher ground. Well, here you are. When's D'Angelo Brown Sugar? Because we can do the Hammond B3 on that one. So that's this is the clavinet at the beginning. This is not the Fender Rhodes. This is the different sound, and that's yeah. more of like a funk sound, right, Aaron? So yeah. when you think of it's edgy, funkadelic, it's they use a clavinet, Aaron. So you'll you'll this sounds more like a lot of the funk that you're used to because it's the clavinet, not the right. Fender Rhodes. This song is so funky. Yeah. And I I've said if I could play one song on like a clavinet, for example, I think this would be it. Like if you could play that and just sit down and start playing that, everybody'd be like. Holy shit, is that funky? Even if that's the only thing you could possibly play. And it's wild to think that he laid that beat down with his fingers. I mean, he just, he kept having to, he had to just keep playing those notes, right? That's crazy. Oh, I, I brought my bass guitar one year to football preseason camp. Don't ask me why. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I don't know why. I have no idea why. I can't even play the bass very well. I was not in was the band. Was it on the field with you or not? No, it was in my dorm room with like me and a stranger <laughs> that I didn't normally room with. I, it makes no sense. Looking back, I'd be like, First of all, where are my parents? Shouldn't my parents step in when I'm doing something that stupid? <laughs> Even though I'm like 22 years old at the time, shouldn't they step in and be like, Rob, this is stupid. You shouldn't do this. Rob, they've got a lot of other of your poor decisions that they probably had to weed out. And that was not in the <laughs> top 10 list. So. No, I, my parents are real close to getting the spanking of the week. I'm going to have to think about it. It might <laughs> happen next week. But uh, I will say that one of the guys I played football with named Pete, he was a literally, he was a bass player in a jazz band. And he came in and picked up my bass guitar and played higher ground on the bass, that bass line, just like the Red Hot Chili Peppers do, and you're hearing it in the background right now. Oh, yes. And it blew my mind. <laughs> and it also made me realize that I should not have brought a bass guitar to a music school when I cannot fucking play the thing. <laughs> I swear to God, if I haven't had so many dumb hobbies, I would, like, be good at something. You know what I mean? Like, I would be like, <sighs> oh, well. This song got up to number four on the charts. Top. Can you believe that? Only number four. It's such a great song. Best, song on, best song on the album, right? I yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, well, no, yeah. I living for the well, city. Well, you ranked that you. other one the greatest song ever. No, but. I know. I've changed my mind. I've, I, I, next week, my parents and I we're both getting double spankings. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be like this. My dad's spanking me. I'm yes. I'm. Wait, sp- why are they no. getting spanked? I'm spanking oh. my cuz they didn't help me out when I make bad decisions. <laughs> so it's going to be like a spanking triangle. My dad's spanking me. I'm spanking my mom and my mom's spanking my dad. I don't like this. How would I set up that triangle better? Okay. I'm going to think about that. I'll let you guys know how that works out next week. Mom no. is spanking the, Jenny. The third. And then, oh, 
Are you going to be playing the sound effects too, Rob, or not? No, none of these jokes are funny anymore now that I realize I'm talking about my parents. So here's the deal. Fourth on the chart. Third on the chart. Aaron's mom. Third on the chart. get a Rob's mom sound bite. This, by the way, is in late October 1973. I went and looked this up. Third on the chart in front of this. Let's get it on. Two, Ramblin' Man. I just realized they're going to be all playing in the background. Ugh, what a dumb amount of work I just gave myself with this. <laughs> and one is Cher's Half Breed. That I don't was even the- know if I know that song. You sing it for me, Rob? That's all the other word. I only know that because Greta would sing that song every time for her karaoke. But it's like a, it's a it's a nothing song, yet it beat out this for the first spot. It's it's crazy. Mm. By the way, song number five, Angie by the Rolling Stones. Song number six is That Lady. Who's That Lady by the, the Isley Brothers? Like that, Let's keep that, going. Let's awesome, go all the way down. Let's go through the whole 100. Let's get, what an awesome <laughs> week to be in, like, listening to, to the listening radio. To like, you dumbasses. You just hear those good songs over and over. It'd be so great. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. Let's get to Jesus, Children of America. Hello, Jesus. Subtle. Well, it is interesting, though, that he calls it Jesus' children and he talks about transcendental meditation. He's, he's talking yeah. about experimenting with Eastern religion. Because uh, he's, he's deeply religious, right? And yet the song is calling out, like, what he saw as fake religion or fake. It's kind of saying whatever. I don't know. But- I think he's experimenting at this point in his life. I think he's open, right? I think he's open to other ideas. I mean, higher grounds about reincarnation. So I think he's kind of searching. I think he was also getting into drugs a bit, so that might have explained some things too. Do you guys have you guys ever meditated? Do you guys meditate at all? I have tried. <laughs> deleted it. Yeah, the app. He deleted it. <laughs> Free app. Came with ads every five minutes. Well, I don't know. I, I, and I and I and I always thought there was something wrong with me, like that I can't do that, you know. But there's plenty of people out there. So if anybody out there, they tried meditating. And they haven't got it to work. Don't feel ashamed because everybody tells you you should do it. Some people just can't do it. I, I've done Peloton sleep meditation before. Yeah. And it's it's just basically people being like, you're obviously pretty rich if you bought a Peloton. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of bad things can happen to you. And you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, oh, you nice. will get through. But you actually, get through. it was a nightmare because you can see, uh, uh, Russ, on Peloton, you can high five people by pushing their picture. Uh-huh. And on this app, you could see other people doing the sleep meditation. And I accidentally touched it to high five somebody during the sleep <laughs> meditation. So I was like, high five. And I'd be like, yeah, great job with that sleep meditation. Keep that, keep that sleep meditation up. You're going so sleepy. Oh, this and is And then so they great. couldn't sleep the whole night. They they were like so stoked from Rob's high five. Well, maybe, yeah. their, maybe their love language is physical touch. <laughs> touch. Did you guys know that in uh, 2017, Beck released his 13th album? called wow. colors all right and he and his producer greg kirsten uh who, who also he started out as a keyboardist in 2003 and then uh turned into like this mega producer kind of in the teens and so he and his producer essentially played every instrument on that whole album well but so i just got to ask i mean i do have to ask when it comes to playing every instrument on your own album who does it better I'm gonna say Steve. I'll admit Stevie did it better on this one. So, what what was our joke earlier about something about shit? What was the shit joke? This podcast is shitty. Yeah. Hey, hey, Aaron, that that stomping on the Beck did it better. Take that was shit. (laughs) But you know what, Aaron? 
What kind of fuckery is this? <laughs> kind of fuckery I will say, uh, I do think now my love language is being told what to do and that, my, that I'm wrong about things. Uh, all in lo- <laughs> So not funny. All in love is fair. All in Rob's love language is fair. That's right. My love language is fairs. You got mini donuts. You got rides. You got demolition derbies. Be quiet, Stevie. You got all these things that I love in fairs. I think that's great. <laughs> By the way, another love song. Don't need it. Uh, don't you yep. worry about a thing. Now, this starts off with a part where he's speaking Spanish to a woman. Oh, Jesus. Whoa, why is that so loud? Uh, but he's he's starting to speak. In the beginning of this song, he's starting to speak Spanish to this woman. Then he goes, oh, yeah, I've been everywhere. Paris, Peru. I was like, really? You're breaking out Peru is like the one place. Iraq, Iran. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, is Stevie Wonder a spy for the CIA? Ooh, that'd be fun. I've been to Cuba. I've killed a man my- with my bare hands. Strongest association with this song, though, is the jet ski scene in the movie Hitch, which I've seen far too many times. No, please stop oh. talking, Aaron. Just stop talking there. <laughs> you guys haven't what? seen Hitch? <laughs> Will Smith? Yeah, there's that a great scene where the, he takes Second left field take. I swear to God, I swear to God, if you're going to describe the jet ski scene and you're going to say that Will Smith is on a jet ski and that song is playing, you don't need to do that. You fucking said it's the jet ski scene in Hitch. We can imagine what it looks like. Is it any different? Were you, you going to say something different? Stop talking. I don't know. There's nothing else to say. It's just I've seen. Well, the now movie stop a lot. talking. God, Aaron, figure it out. Right. Yeah, too, too bad Rob's not Mr. Know It All when it comes to putting the sound bites in the right spot, huh? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm Mr. Yes It All. <laughs> I like this song. All about and this one. He's Mr. No, is there electric piano on this one or is it acoustic piano? It seems like different instrumentation on this one. So one this second. is supposed to be like a diss track of President Nixon, right? 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds so like like I think it sounds like the happiest thing of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that. This is a diss track this about me. I'd be thrilled. Yeah. Aaron, this does not have the Fender or the clavinet. This is a regular piano and then the synth or the Moog. So it's right. not the Fender that we were talking about earlier. It sounds different than the rest of the album. No, he had two albums in a row where he dissed Nixon because it was this one, and then he did um, You Haven't Done Nothing, um, which is like a little more funky and maybe in your face. But I would never I would never know that was a diss track. No, I didn't. It almost I didn't know sounds like he's singing either. Happy Birthday to President but isn't Nixon. But isn't that the real charm of a true diss track is you don't even know it's happening to you? Like, I think that's, that's what makes it cool. Yeah, it's like smiling in your face, and then you're actually yeah. telling somebody to eat shit. Yes. Yeah. It's slightly less subtle. It's a little more subtle than that Wu-Tang track where they were talking about sticking a hot wire up your ass for a while. But <laughs> I don't know. What do I know? Hey, everybody, let's get into everybody's favorite part of the rating system. And now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The patented and very popular Beck Did It Better rating system. I know oh, it's getting late yeah. because I was looking at the word rating and I was like, ratting. How can I make a joke about ratting? And I was like, you can't. You can't make a joke about ratting. You need to let these guys talk. It's getting late. Let this podcast in. Oh, my God. So much editing I have to do. Uh, All right. Uh, So, guys, our rating system, of course, is very simple. Is this, this is the 34th album on the list. Is this a rolling well tone? That means it is perfect at 34. Listen, did it used to be at 12 or something? Yes. It got bumped back to 34. People were like, Stevie, Get back there. You're still great, but but we need you back there. Uh, 
That means it's well-toned. If you think it's 34, it's awesome. It's great. Is this a rolling boned? Did this get rolling boned? It should be way higher than 34. You can't believe it's back at 34. This is ridiculous. It should be a lower number and therefore higher up on the list. And earlier in this podcast, or is this a rolling groan? You don't like it. You don't care for it. We should be covering this next week. We should be covering this. And by the way, in 2025, when we'll almost be up to episode 100, <laughs> uh, not, to, not to depress you guys, but what do you think, Matt, give me your rating on this. Well, I think if it's that, rolling well, tell them uh, I'm it's going perfect, to have to say that this is oh, going to be rolling groaned, and um, <laughs> I think this should be higher on the list, which means it's a uh, low lower on the list, which means it has a higher number. That's right. It's so simple. Okay, it's yeah. finally getting down. Here we go. Uh, rating system, Russ. What do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? I think the really interesting thing to me is you have to give him so much credit for playing all the instruments on this. There's not a lot of albums where someone is just. It, this is a complete one-man show, and it's absolutely amazing. I really love the second half of Too High. I love Higher Ground. I love Living in the City. But for me, there are too many songs that are too slow, so I'm going to follow Matt and say Rolling Grown. But I did really enjoy the keyboards and a lot of the album. Uh, rating system. Rosie, what do you think? Yeah, I've wrestled with this as we've uh, been listening to this one because, as I said, it, it was for a long time my favorite Stevie Wonder album. I'm sure it's still the one that I've listened to the most. Um, and when you wrestled with it, it is true that your favorite wrestling move is where you burp and say you've had way too much sushi. You ate like a pig. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then do the atomic leg drop immediately following. But I, as I said, I, I couldn't anymore necessarily choose between this one, talking book, music of my mind and fulfilling this first finale. But all of that aside, it's a monumental achievement. I still love it. The only song that to me is a skipper is all's fair in love. Everything else is an absolute classic. And so um, some album from Stevie Wonder should have been at this spot from any one of those, uh, uh, that this run that he had. So I'm going to say it is rolling well-toned. Would you shut the fuck up about the Suez Canal? We're done talking about the Suez Canal. You're obsessed with that shit. How does my DoorDash driver get through the canal? It, how, right? how, how do these, these people, people eat? Uh, right. What are they doing what for fun? Did they, did, they, did they run out of, like, have they already read all the books that are on board? Like, do they have internet? I don't even know. Have they already I'm gonna, read? I'm going to update my, my profile immediately to reference the Suez Canal and just see what the <laughs> results are. Can you imagine being on a boat with Aaron in the Suez Canal? And he's like, have you guys read all these books on board? It's like, no, we have been shooting at pirates this whole time. What have you been doing? I'm going to be worrying about a lot of things as Stevie Wonder once said, if I put the Suez Canal in my dating app. Listen, these pirates are trying to come on and steal all these bike seats or whatever we're transporting to the United States, like plastic Microbes. things that you're going to find in cereal boxes. Like, who cares? The pirates are going to come take them. We're trying to shoot people. Aaron's reading the. All right. I just restated the joke. Uh, listen, guys, this gets a rolling <laughs> instrumentation. Oh, yeah. Like yes. I like he played it. all Absolutely. of them. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And he is so talented. And uh, Slate ran a great series a while ago, said musicians that we should respect because they're still alive. And Stevie Wonder was the first one. Yes, on the it's like yes, you 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 do have to you do have to appreciate that he he had this run in the early seventies of just crushing it over and over and over. And whether it's your kind of music or not, you I do think putting it if you compare it to those other songs I talked about earlier, there this the sound is absolutely mind blowing. It'd be copied, it would be imitated, but it's 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 pretty unbelievable for what he came out with at the time. Listen, that's it for this week. Next week though, we've got Beatles. Rubber Soul. Tax Man! Wait, didn't no, we do man. that one? 
Yes, <laughs> yes, we did that. Are you seriously asking if we did that one? I don't remember we anymore. We did that. I don't I remember doing so. it either. <laughs> I remember everything, and it tears me up inside. Uh, so next up, we've got an album that has really led to my life philosophy. Okay, there's a song on this album. It makes me think about who I am. It, it guides me. Anytime I ask a question like, should I do this or should I not? And I just think to myself, don't stop till you get enough. Because we're talking about Michael Jackson's Off the Wall next week. <laughs> when you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. The last Michael Jackson album definitely led to me not having a, a fourth date with someone. So. Oh, damn it. I love that album so much. And then they get off track. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. That did it better. So I have another mini list of artists that are on the top 500 that would also make amazing dildo names. <laughs> Number one, Cat Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Number well, two. To be fair, he goes by Yusuf Islam now. Number two, Buzzcocks. <laughs> <laughs> Number I mean, three, right Tame Impala. Tame Impala. Oh, nice. They're in the and the number heard. one on the list is Dr. John, the Night Tripper. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough. I gotta play it. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. That did it better. Rob's wife probably calls it the Giza. <laughs> get it, Rob? The Giza. Yes, I get it. Thank you. <laughs> Should be the Giza, but he's not there for the podcast with his friends. <laughs> yeah, which he just yells at them the whole time, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 